0: to the NK News podcast recorded in Seoul on Tuesday 16th of July 2019. Today I'm interviewing via Skype the Syrian ambassador to the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, His Excellency Ambassador Tamam Suleiman. Ambassador Suleiman served a stint at the United Nations in New York City between 1994 to 2000 and was then Syria's ambassador in Australia before moving to Pyongyang in 2013, initially as charge d'affaires at the embassy, uh, but he has now been in Pyongyang for a total of six years. Thank you for joining us, Ambassador Suleiman. Yes, thank you all. All right, let's start off with a little bit of history about uh, Syria-DPRK relations. When did Syria and North Korea formalise their uh, diplomatic relations with each other?
1: Uh, relations were established between Syria and uh, Korea in uh, 1966. Luckily, the year I was born, the same year. <laughs> ah, 66, okay. When we celebrated in 2016, yep. three years ago, we celebrated the 50th anniversary of establishing relations between the two countries.
0: And also your 50th birthday. Yes <laughs> uh, in, in 1966 in Syria was there any event that uh, that led to the chain the, the uh, establishing of relations with North
1: Korea well good really good question 1966 uh, what well, that was three years after the Baath revolution in ah. Syria the Baath—that this is an Arabic word meaning Renaissance or resurrection this is the Renaissance of the Arab history the Arab uh, glory in the for Arab countries and the Baath. Ba'ath Party, which is the Arab Socialist Ba'ath Party. This is the party that engaged many people in the Arab world, really. That, but basically, it started from Syria. Yeah. The founder of the Ba'ath Party is a Syrian. He is Zeki Al-Arsourzi from northern uh, Syria, the part occupied by Turkey now, mm-hmm. which is Arun. And uh, the Ba'ath Party combined or actually attracted many people from different like religions because this is, it is a secular party yep. and it, is, uh, it attracted Christians and Muslims and many people on non-religious basis.
0: Okay, so how long has Syria had an embassy in Pyongyang?
1: Yeah, the embassy was established on, in uh, 1971. We are uh, three, four people here, and there is, uh, like, uh, routine work. Uh, There's not really uh, much now, you know, going on, and we cannot talk about any trade, anything, you know, Mm. the situation actually in both countries is not suitable. Yeah. But uh, we have regular relations. We have, like, cultural uh, exchange, and we have academic. Now we are uh, starting... uh, the academic uh, relations with, uh, with studies between in different universities from different countries.
0: So how many of you at the embassy are from Syria?
1: Three now. three, uh, no, Four from Syria. Like we have me and the accountant and there's another administrative and uh, like Syrian driver and others are Koreans
0: okay yeah you have some some local korean staff that work there
1: as well. Yes yeah. like all embassies we have yeah. we have local six korean staff yes, working with
0: us. And does the um does the DPRK have an embassy in Damascus as well?
1: It does yes there is an embassy in Damascus uh, actually the embassy is located uh, now uh, near the hot area of uh, with the, uh, the where the the the, the the terrorists are not far from the... They were, not now, but they mm-hmm. were not far. So the, the, the Korean embassy actually received uh, some of the a little shelling by oh. the terrorists yes, at some points. But not, there are no no damage, no major damages, only like building damages, little yeah. building damages. And is mm. the
0: size of the staff of the DPRK embassy in Syria more or less the same as, as your embassy in Pyongyang? No,
1: it's a little, little bit bigger. I mean... I really don't know the exact number of what, but are, I really don't know if there's around 10 or more, something like that. Really, yeah. we don't know, that, but it is not, uh, not the same, no.
0: It, yeah, it's reasonably uh, larger than, than your embassy, yeah. Uh, now, as I understand it, both Syria and the DPRK style themselves as uh, socialist uh, countries or socialist uh, governments. Uh, what are some points in common between Syrian and Korean-style socialism?
1: Well, you know, uh, really the main uh, step that brought two countries together was the visit of our late president, uh, Hafez Assad, to Korea, to Pyongyang in 1974. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was four years after uh, President Assad became president. And uh, at that time, really, that uh, meeting here in Pyongyang uh, crowned the relations, really, uh, very strong ties and, of course, strong basis for both countries. Of course, uh, as socialist countries, uh, there are many points of meeting and uh, conversion together. And uh, we suffer from the same problems of the, the, the American, uh, and not, I wouldn't say, if, of course, this is maybe a familiar word uh, in Korea imperialism, but mm-hmm. of course, we use this what this is the real, uh, the exact uh, description of uh, American hegemony in the region. And uh, maybe uh, Syria and Korea, uh, they are the countries, uh, among the countries, which refuse to accept the, the American imposition of uh, policies. Uh, that was what uh, makes us different, from, for example, from Gulf countries in the region. Yeah. Or from countries in the region like uh, South Korea. And this is, uh, of course, uh, obvious and it is uh, notable for, for, for anyone. In uh, the, the American uh, military bases in the Gulf, they were the basis for the American invasion of Iraq. They were, uh, they they started the, uh, all, everything, what happened in the region, of course, uh, again, for the, for the benefit of Israel in our region. So mm. we are suffering from uh, aggression, of a different sorts of aggression. We can talk about it. If you ask me any specific question, I will answer you. Yeah. But of course, there are many things that bring us together. And uh, it is obvious that uh, the country which says no to the United States will receive sanctions. And this is the business as usual in sanctions. This is the sanction that we are. Syria is suffering from sanctions that were imposed after the Current uh, war, current crisis in Syria, and Korea has been under sanctions, of course, for a long time. North Korea. We we need to strive to get uh, truth and justice uh, straightforward, and uh, we we look for uh, giving the rights to to those who deserve it.
0: What about some key uh, differences between the styles of socialism in the two countries?
1: See, the socialism of uh, in Syria, uh, we, Syria's socialism was based on. Of course, it it uh, it sprang from the necessities of the, the people that uh, there was some kind of feudal symptoms in, in in our country and the March Revolution. It was called the March. We were talking about 1963, yep. March 8th revolution came to it it started against the 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 rich overwhelming the uh, properties and uh, many aspects of usual socialism and also the the main thing that distinguished of course the bath uh, revolution was the uh, the aim to uh, form uh, pan arab state that is the ultimate the ideal aim of the Ba'ath, uh, of the bath ideology the arabs were one time there are many things that bring the arab under uh, like uh, same destiny same language that was and, and again on most important, importantly uh, on non religious or non sectarian basis and uh, that was what uh, brought and uh, many people there was the Ba'ath party in syria in iraq uh, in uh, Yemen, in Algeria, in Mauritania, in some countries, they were uh, the Baath Party. But of course, the Baath Party was uh, attacked by the Muslim Brotherhood because when Hafez Assad came to power in 1970, the Muslim Brotherhood, the the, the extremist Muslim at that time, wanted to have uh, the, the constitution to say that the. Uh, the religion of the state is Islam. So it was a compromise to reach what is currently says now that the religion of the president of the state is, is Muslim. And then uh, maybe it's interesting to tell you that when I was ambassador in Australia, there was an, uh, uh, an uh, British author, Australian author of British origin. Uh, he wanted to. Uh, he wrote a book. His, his name is uh, Anthony Gray. Tony Gray. Or Anthony Gray. I remember. So he wrote a book about Islam in the East. So I told him that in Syria we are both Muslim and Christians. If you talk about Syria, you have to talk about Christianity also. I said, mm-hmm. I am Muslim myself, but we boast also our Christian heritage. We don't take, uh, like the, we are both, we have both Muslim and Christian heritage. We are, we are proud of it. And I said, I mentioned that in the constitution, it says so, and then he told me that it's like what we say in England, that the queen is the head of the Anglican church. I said, that means that Syria is more secular than the UK and the UK is more religious than, the, than Syria. Because uh, ultimately, this is a relig- religious statement when we say that, uh, that the Queen is the head of the Anglican Church. What about the British uh, Catholic or the British uh, non-Anglic? Anyway, so I'm just telling you what. How yeah.
0: When did you last visit Damascus?
1: Two years ago. There was a conference for uh, ambassadors meeting with the president mm-hmm. in 2016. Now, mm. I,
0: I imagine that at the moment, uh, the government of Syria is quite busy with its own uh, internal problems. Does it still spend much energy on developing the uh, relationship with uh, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea?
1: It is not, of course, a priority now uh, because the bilateral relations, not only with Korea, with other countries mm-hmm. now. main priority is now on combating terrorism, putting yeah. an end to the crimes that are done now in the name of Islam. Islam. Islam in our country, and uh, this is a war that uh, was uh, forced upon us, Syria now, the Syrian army, Syrian government, leadership, all people, they are focusing on really putting an end to this uh, this, uh, war that was created, invented upon us, and uh, this is something that the people now, uh, they are more aware of uh, what has taken place, and of course the Islamic State uh, elements now are uh, they are uh, in certain area northern uh, north of Syria in Idlib uh, those uh, people, of course, they, this, is a, this is a creation of the, uh, the United States created Islamic State. We are not saying that the, uh, Donald Trump, when he was a candidate for presidency, he said about the previous administration that they created Islamic State. And one proof of this, or many proofs of this, that uh, we could have, if there is real sincere effort of combating those uh, uh, this uh, criminal uh, group and its other uh, branches, uh, we can have uh, put hands together. To, to put an end to this, if there was. Uh, the, but Turkey, of course, is doing its uh, share in uh, harboring uh, the, those uh, uh, people. And Turkey actually now entered the Syrian border the, in Afrin and north of Aleppo, the uh, main city in uh, northern Syria. And uh, the international community is silent now about uh, Turkey entering another uh, country. But if Syria did this uh, over another country, which is not friendly to the United States, uh, there will be a big, uh, um, a big problem. Give us a bit of a, a picture of what your your working day
0: or your working life is like in Pyongyang. How do you, how do you spend a lot of your time?
1: Of course, uh, what can I say? This is the usual It's not my first time ambassador. I was before in Australia, so the u- usual routine work of course in, uh, like we are uh, we follow the the general news what 's uh, written and what's uh, what 's there in the country. Our main duty of course, is to uh, uh, follow and reflect on what is going on in the country. There are many. You know the Korean government kept us busy for some time uh, before yeah. here with the with the inter-Korean meetings and with the visits of the uh, Chinese president and lately with the meeting with uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. So we are following those things and uh, we of course uh, obviously we send to Syria what is uh, written here, what is uh, said, and what is publicized, and we have regular meetings with Korean officials. Like I said, uh, cultural and academic and mm. sport activities, there are some things in the sport. We received recently, uh, we received visits from Syria from in sport, in youth. Uh-huh. Yeah. There. Yeah, actually, think-
0: sorry, if I can interrupt. In, a, uh, in an interview that you did with us uh, two and a half years ago in January 2017, uh, you wrote uh, quote, unlike my experience in Australia, where the relationship with the government is only on specific functions, two or three functions over the year, in Pyongyang, there are always opportunities to meet, end quote. And so I'd, just, I'd like to ask you, are most of the meetings in Pyongyang strictly ceremonial or would you call them substantive?
1: Even though, even though we have uh, good relations with Korea and Syria, but really they are always formal. You know, Koreans... Uh, uh, what, what do you mean by substantive? We have, when there is specific, when there is something in particular we need to follow, like, uh, of course, we have substantive meetings, but really there are more ceremonial, really put it this way, more mm-hmm. ceremonial, because things are going uh, routinely and there's nothing really we will add other than, you know, like when we have delegations coming and recently we had minister, foreign minister was here recently. But uh, you know there are many Korean functions, many uh, day, many national holidays, many national functions, and uh, we attend them. I always attend them, or we respect them, and I uh, always really I'm very keen on attending uh, those functions, and uh, uh, and I I find value in them really. And when mm-hmm. I when I meet with the Korean officials, and I I learn a lot, and uh, for six years now. I learned a lot about Korean history and uh, um, before we had general idea about, of course, Korea as a country that we have good relations with. But now, uh, being here in, in office in, in the embassy, I had a good opportunities to see that things that which I didn't know really about the country that living in difficult situation under sanctions and able to make really... Uh, good achievements is part of that
0: yeah, you, you explained earlier that um, you keep up with the local news about what's happening in North Korea, and you send i, I i'm imagining you send some kind of reports back home to Damascus about what's happening there um, do, do you or do, does your staff read the local Korean press?
1: Of course they know they read it because we are we are doing this, we are writing and typing this, so by 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 the nature of their work they they are apprised with this i mean they know, but i'm more i am i am the one who is more concerned with this and with the with the value of this so they are not because they do administrative work in the embassy like mm-hmm. the purchases and other things so it's not really their own i mean their responsibility to make anything out of this really and so it is uh, it's solely i tell you solely my responsibility yeah. to follow these things i am following them. there's no like i don't like other embassies here other uh, embassies uh, asian or european or other Arab embassies. i don't know i'm I'm alone here. I guess what I mean is that there's not much uh, English language
0: media uh, available in North Korea. Um, You know, they have one weekly newspaper, of course, the Pyongyang Times, Uh, but you know, most of the news is, is published only in Korean. So, what what do you use as the source for most of your information?
1: course, Yes, as you said, uh, the Pyongyang Times and KCNA, I, I really follow KCNA. Very rich information, KCNA. Mm. Other than that, honestly, I tell you, I, I don't uh, follow. I used to look at the South Korean uh, yunhap Oh, yes. But uh, sometimes, sometimes I found, but for a long time I haven't really read it, honestly, I tell you, because I found this kind of politicization sometimes in the news. There's kind of, you know, uh, focusing on, uh, because we know, of course, uh, the background. Yeah. We know, of course, we are doing the work in politics and we know everyone wh- where we come from. So sometimes I see, I used to see some value in the news and sometimes I see that uh, things are uh, because uh, because other side, the Western side, they want Yunhap have or they want North, South Korea to do this. With all respect, I'm saying mm-hmm. this. So I so I stopped really following that, and sometimes yeah. I see in Arabic news. And I come across, I follow Arabic news. Also, I follow mm-hmm. some, you know, the social media different, you know, like you know. Now we have different applications and then, then uh, news. So I follow random, randomly, really and news about that. And yeah. uh, also I am active on emails. Really, some of my friends sometimes uh, friends they use. It. I'm very active on email. I follow. I am from the old tradition of emails. Really, more than uh-huh. I don't have, <laughs> I don't use Facebook. So, yeah. but I follow to a good extent uh, what's going on. Even news against like uh, North Korea, of course, uh, I, we don't mind. Of course, this uh, with the news against our countries, that's normal. But uh, you you come to a point that you can tell whether news are what this such kind. This is really, it is political or it's really objective. Even though against, you can you can tell. So, yeah. but. From different sources I, I like to read a lot has there been much discussion
0: in pyongyang about what happened earlier this year at the dprk embassy in
1: madrid you know i i heard really honestly about this but mildly because this there wasn't. Uh, we heard that there was something this uh, that they entered the embassy in Madrid, but it wasn't really much of much importance. Honestly, I tell you, it wasn't I didn't notice. I didn't notice our colleagues, the ambassadors, talking very much about it. I heard from it from outside, but then because usually in Pyongyang we talk about things where I meet, we meet different ambassadors, we talk, and but it didn't really, uh, at least to my my presence, and I always mingle with ambassadors and yeah. heads of missions. I didn't notice that it was of much. And I really wondered why, because such a thing would really attract uh, focus, I thought. Yeah. When I first heard about it, I thought that it will, it will be main topic to talk about when we meet, because uh, there's uh, hardly two weeks uh, that we, we don't meet. We, we meet always. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but then, I don't know really. I didn't really know that this happened a long time, about a year now, less than a year, uh, or when they reached the embassy in Madrid, I heard that. So, and nothing was published by the Korean government. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now, you've been in Pyongyang as a diplomat for six years now. Uh, Are you officially the Dean of the Diplomatic Corps
1: in Pyongyang? Uh, no, the dean is ambassador of Palestine. Uh, then comes next uh, Russian ambassador. Actually, I came here before Russian ambassador as chargé d'affaires, but ah. because later I was promoted to ambassador, then he took precedence. But there is uh, Palestine and Russia, then myself and ah. China. How long has the ambassador of Palestine been there? When I came here, 2013, yeah. I remember he told me that he's been there here three years. Goodness, so Goodness. yeah,
0: that's so, almost a decade now, isn't it?
1: yeah almost 9 or 10 years i has been here by the time. Yeah. so i'm curious how has so, the
0: Diplomatic community changed in the six years that you've been there.
1: It changed the rule. I saw because yeah, I, normally the rule is three years. I noticed. I saw a lot of uh, colleagues who came and left, and uh, this is why we see it different for us. Uh, there's no also for me. There's no uh, specific time <laughs> uh, for us. But uh, this this is what the situation. Many many colleagues came and go. The uh, Swedish uh, residence, Swedish ambassador was my neighbor. Uh, uh, Torkel Ambassador Torkel, he left the former one and the current ambassador. Uh, so sometimes because you know the, I don't know if you have if you have been here to Pyongyang. So it is the diplomatic compound here is uh there are two major diplomatic compounds so the, but the main one the main one we are in the main one i don't know if it's the main but I think it's the main one but it's we are close to each other, so we see each other regularly in uh, daily life and we are about twenty five missions here mm-hmm. so we are close to each other and uh, we go to the diplomatic club this is a unique case of course uh, different from uh, if I compare it to Australia to other places I' have been to other countries. It is uh, kind of cozy here with each other, and uh, uh, there is this strange feeling, you see, that uh, uh, Pyongyang is, uh, like I said, uh, different from what I expected, but uh, it is better than what I expected, really. Mm.
0: And how has the Koreans' interactions with diplomats changed or evolved over the last six years?
1: I think honestly, I tell you, and to put my to put myself aside from this as ambassador or head of mission of a country friend with Syria with yeah. Korea. I think there is more uh, the Koreans are more coming more forward to to diplomats not not before. I witnessed some kind of tense. Tense hmm. situations before. Uh, sometimes when uh, you go, you can feel that although there's nobody, sometimes even embassies don't talk about this and Koreans don't talk about it. But you can feel that sometimes tense situation from like sometimes Europeans they they don't they boycott some meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 some occasions I discussed. I told some some colleagues from European embassies. I told them, so why do you boycott meetings? That was that we are talking now before this uh, uh, Rapprochement, which is happening yeah. now. Talk about three years ago, let's say. Mm-hmm. And then I asked honestly. I asked. I had function dinner in in my embassy with some European mm-hmm. ambassadors, and I told. I asked them why don't you like we are friendly we are talking I said why do you refuse to attend some functions? they said that uh, because of the you know tests you know the beside, mm. what I said well but then because I said here I have been at that time of four years whatever I witnessed resumption and the disconnection and resumption several times I said this not it doesn't look good on you mm. so it, then how do you know maybe you will resume attending and then they will do another nuclear test <laughs> so how do you know really honestly that was discussion how do you how you can tell in the future maybe they say they will not do that and then they do that again i said you put yourself in a difficult situation then i said uh, and uh, we had discussion if you want i tell you that i said what's the problem at least you know we are talking of course we are representing our countries and the eu ambassadors here they are representing uh, there's no you know there's no homogeneous there's no one European, of course. Position. Whatever Brussels issued, this is the, I mean, quote unquote, official EU position. But we yeah. know countries have different, you know, feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they, even we at Arab countries, we have there are different feelings about this.
0: When when new uh, diplomats arrive in Pyongyang, what advice can you give them?
1: I will tell them, of course. Uh, I don't know. I will. I will. I will advise them that this is the, whatever they feel, some it is. Uh, uh, strange or abrupt to them, they will get used to it because even even if they are not uh, uh, whatever the relation between their respective countries and Pyongyang, they have to give time really to understand things because really the uniqueness of uh, uh, North Korea is sometimes should be maybe, it, uh, it, if it is not explained, it should be understood, it will be understood later by time. Uh, although, of course, we are friends. We are, some, of course, sometimes there are things that we discuss about and uh, um, uh, we take things for granted as they are, whatever they say, those fine. We are this is the host country. They, uh, the way they like it, we have to respect it. And uh, we did that in other countries, So, but maybe each country has its different nature. So I would tell them to, yeah, they have to explain, they have to understand uh, uh, the, the uniqueness of this country, if any. Uh, does it ever feel lonely in Pyongyang? No, not really, because I have with my I have like little children in the age of uh, eight and ten. But oh. uh, I took them to uh, they're learning taekwondo and uh, they are, we go for uh, sports and uh, swimming. So I uh, spend time with my family. And uh, we do sometimes functions, we, uh, we host, I host functions sometimes with the president colleagues, with the United Nations people, because I, I serve in the UN, I have interest in the UN. We meet sometimes with them, I attend the UN functions. Recently there was a symposium on uh, the UN, UNFPA office, the Population Fund. And uh, it was interesting because they were talking about the you know the population uh, rate. I think the, the most important thing, the recent uh, statistics on from 2018 last time was mm-hmm. 25.4 million something mm. population of Korea. So that was new thing for many of us. Yeah, uh, that is with the recognition of the population fund office in Pyongyang. Um, you've
0: worked in. New York and in Australia, so you know what Western views are like. Uh, What's the biggest misconception or misunderstanding that the West has about the DPRK based on your life there?
1: Of course, what uh, we would say, I will not uh, protract your question to outside Pyongyang, but just I will tell you that there is always misconception by the West about many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pyongyang is just one example of it. And honestly, I will not 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 to be like the diplomatic in, in saying this, but I will say that what I said, I will tell you what I said to colleagues here, uh, European ambassadors here, right? that uh, if you, why do you want to change? the so-called regime or system of the country. There is will to change. They talk about change. Let the people of the country decide by themselves. I said, I let them do that if they want to do that in Syria, in Iran, in Korea. The misconception is that people speak for the people, the outside forces, outside countries speak most of the time for the people on behalf of the people of the country saying that this is what kind of they proscribe what kind of democracy, let's say. They want to say whatever. But what kind of system? This is the misconception is that let people let them live in peace with themselves. If they are unhappy with their people, with their leadership, they can do that. I mean whatever. I mean when they're so we the the problem that we suffer also in Syria and many countries well, in Yemen also now in Iraq and same thing. How, why the the Western really, only because they have the power, because they have the economy, the power, the political will to do that, they want to speak for uh, for the people of the country and say that they want they will need to change the regime of the country. This mm. is the main disaster, not even misconception. Mm. Well, what can you tell us about um,
0: religious practice in Pyongyang? How do uh, the Muslims in the international community? How do they get together to pray, for example?
1: Yeah, we have there is a there is a mosque in the Iranian embassy and uh, there is little Muslim community from the other like Muslim embassies and from the United Nations people, mm-hmm. roughly maybe no more than 50 individuals. And uh, and uh, we go to the mosque every Friday. That's the only, you know, Muslim uh-huh. uh, activity. And we can tell that going the Friday prayer and uh, the two main occasions, the Eid, Eid al-Fitr, after Ramadan, the fasting yeah. month of Ramadan, and the pilgrimage uh, season. And that this is the... Uh, the main function that we gather in the mosque. Uh, that's it. Uh, no more than that really. Do both uh, Shiite and uh, Sunni Muslims go to the the Iranian embassy. Yes, actually, this mosque, although it is uh, in the Iranian embassy, but it is not the the people in charge of the mosque. I mean, they they are the Egyptian community, the Sunni. Oh. They are not. Oh, that's so very they, interesting. Are, they are holding prayer. Yeah, they are holding the prayer, and the the mosque is at the dis- at the disposal of the Egyptian community. Actually, the yeah. Iran embassy is only host for the for the function only. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. So. There's an
0: Egyptian community there, is there, in, in Pyongyang? Yes,
1: the, the ORASCOM, the uh, telecommunications, uh, the engineers of... Uh, this is a communication uh, engineers. So
0: that, that's a, a, a big part of the Muslim community are the ORASCOM uh, staff.
1: Yes, them, they, and also... From other like embassies, Indonesia, Pakistan, Uh, maybe Egyptians are a big part. Yes, I agree with you. At some point, Pakistanis were there, many Pakistanis in the UN offices. But the Egyptians, yes, they are the biggest part of the Muslim community.
0: Okay, yeah, that's interesting. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, t- uh, trade between Syria and the DPRK. I think you said at the start of the interview that uh, because of various sanctions that there really isn't much trade between your two countries at the moment. Is that correct?
1: Yes, there is. Uh, now, there, uh, there is no, virtually there's no trade at all, and really, and there's nothing. Uh, because of the sanctions, you know, nothing could be yeah. brought from China. Uh, rarely I found some Syrian items, uh, you know, we have in Syria, we have the... Uh, Olive oil mm-hmm. and the, the uh, laurel soap. The laurel soap is very, very healthy and very good. And once I found a bar of soap here and it is, it, you know, it cost $12. I said, this is $12. I said, this is my country. How come this $12? You know, it goes to go from one destination to another, to yeah. China at here. And actually, Pyongyang, Korea is expensive. Yeah, Cheese, for example, is three times more expensive than in China. Where does, where does that cheese come from? I think European, some of it European, some of it Chinese. Well, you I can tell they you, they uh, as somebody
0: who lives in Seoul, European cheese is quite expensive in Seoul, too.
1: Yeah, but uh, even the Chinese cheese, which is, uh, well, here, European cheese is more expensive than Chinese cheese. Chinese yep. cheese here is more like three times. Like, for example, I tell you, it's about, in China, I asked about it, it's $8 one kilo. Here, it is 22 23 almost three times. That's a lot of money, yeah. Before the sanctions
0: hit, when uh, there was more trade between the DPRK and Syria, what, what were some... Major uh, commodities which were traded.
1: There was uh, there is there was cooperation in the. Uh, I think Syria used to send some uh, cotton or textiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, from Korean side, I, I don't know really. Uh, I'm not aware of what is uh, what was really... The, mm-hmm. Maybe there was some uh, kind of uh, uh, some uh, ut- ut- tools in iron or iron something little. Uh, is and uh, water filtration syria, korea is good they they have this uh, good experience in water filtration but there's there isn't really things much could be uh, could be remembered uh, are there before. any
0: uh, north Korean laborers in
1: syria no no there's none
0: right, what about um, military relations between the dprK and syria how are they?
1: There is military uh, military attache in uh, in Damascus. There is no military attache here in Pyongyang. There is cooperation on level of uh, advisors and there's usual regular uh, cooperation like uh, like any two countries, there there isn't really uh, much than that. Uh, at some point, uh, there was news. This is what I uh, could tell you that I don't know if I read that in Yonhap or some South Korean uh, source that there was that Korea is participating in the military operations in Syria now in this, which is totally wrong, and they are. Of course, they want to, to say this because they would they would assume it is normal to do that. So if they say so, then they are on uh, right path. The, the, whoever wrote this, there is none. Of course, the military now operations now in Syria they are known. We have the uh, strong uh, uh, relations, of course, with the, with Russia and there is Russian presence in Syria and uh, there are. Uh, Military advisors uh, from Iran there are people from hezbollah of course in the in the war and this is uh, known from Korea there is none there's nothing that uh, of this kind at all
0: also uh, no military advisors on the battlefield
1: I don't know of this, but I tell you we, if there is we would know about this okay. there is no military advisors. and the military uh, military cooperation really is on level of uh, advisors and uh, but At no one point there was uh, uh, any uh, talk or any reference even to our knowledge about Korean military presence in Syria at all. But there is only this uh, usual military uh, attache. In uh, Damascus, and actually, this work, I think, has diminished uh, even uh, at, at this point. Uh, uh, now, this is um, a little bit uh,
0: well before your time, but maybe you might know about this. In two thousand and four, so that's uh, fifteen years ago, there was a uh, a train that exploded in North Korea, the uh, the Ryongchon train. Uh, disaster. Have you heard about that?
1: No, really. Honestly, no. Uh,
0: And and I think I remember from the the news reports at the time that the first country that sent some uh, disaster assistance to the DPRK was Syria, that Syria actually flew a plane of uh, of doctors or
1: medical aid or something. Yes, yes, that's true. Yes, Syria did send uh, aid uh, to Korea on different occasions, yes. Wheat, wheat before in the 90s at the time of late President Assad, Mm -hmm. Uh, Syria did send uh, wheat and uh, cotton also.
0: One of the other stories that I read at the time in 2004 was that uh, on this train, the train that exploded in Ryongchon, that there were some uh, uh, Syrian uh, scientists who were on the train traveling together with uh, missile parts. Did you hear that?
1: no no that that, that wouldn't be uh, at all i didn't hear of it but uh, and definitely this is not true even if it was said in the media i don't i, I wasn't i don't know if it was that it was said okay. but,
0: uh, but as far as you
1: know it definitely didn't happen it didn't happen no okay, uh, yeah. and if it happened i would at least know about it as head of mission here and yeah. uh, but that syria was blamed for uh, by the WFP main office in Italy before sending wheat because we had our uh, share of wheat and then when uh, our late president sent had sent uh, tons of uh, wheat to Korea uh, we were uh, there was problem with the WFP and they wanted to discontinue the sending the our uh, annual share of wheat because we sent it to North Korea.
0: Back in, the, in 2017, when you gave us a previous interview with NK News, you wrote. Quote, in every meeting, every function, every symposium, every international meeting, the DPRK expresses support to us. They express solidarity, not only the media, even from the people. It is not a policy, it is not only a policy issue, it is a massive popular thing for the Korean people to stand in support of Syria with the Syrian people, uh, Now, it's perhaps not so easy to understand how two groups of people who are not very close in terms of geography, language, culture or religion could become such strong allies and supporters of each other. Could you explain that a little
1: bit? With all pleasure, I tell you, coming, uh, having served in the United Nations and now I'm in a bilateral mission, but serving in a multilateral mission in New York, for example, we can see that more obvious. Uh, Countries which have uh, similar situations from different far regions, we support each other once, uh, Cuba, for example, that uh, I remember in in, uh, in 1996 or 7, once uh, I was saying something regardless of what the incident and the representative of Cuba in the committee, the peacekeeping operations uh, committee supported uh, me. And then after the meeting, I said, uh, thank you. And she said, well, why would you thank me? This is because you know, see the logic, the logic of uh, Uh, Life uh, and the logic of the sufferance that we have, regardless of whether we are from different, uh, we are all living now uh, in one like same situation in uh, the same globe, and uh, it doesn't mean that uh, they are the Koreans. uh, They are uh, we are part of Asia ultimately, or part of this world in the southern hemisphere. And there are many things that we are members of uh, non-aligned movement, and there are many principles that bring us together, regardless of uh, being uh, close to each other in geography or not. The uh, socialist uh, originally, of course, like we said, the, the socialist uh, system that we started off with. Uh, uh, this is the same in all countries. But other than that, the continuation of our life, the political, the politics that we suffer from in, in our region in the Korean Peninsula, they are the same. The United States policy, the same uh, mm-hmm. towards Syria and towards uh, Korea, and. Uh, uh, now I give example that if uh, the, president of, uh, the president of Syria now, if he makes only, if he says one statement, just one statement against Iran, for example, let's put this theory. And uh, then immediately the U.S. president of the U.S. States administration will consider that President Bashar Assad is the best in the region, is like uh, the most democratic, whatever they use this word for different reasons, purposes in the region, only because he, because he is saying what the U.S. wants him to say. Mm. So, politics are the same, faces are different, we are uh, Arabs, they are Koreans, we are Asians, but politics are the same, and then this is look always for where, where the problem lies. So we are from different regions, yes, but because we suffer the same. I can talk about it, and uh, I don't want to divert your attention, but we have many examples, uh, if you wish.
0: But I, I think I get the, the general idea. Uh, I want to talk now um, about Syrian students in, uh, in Korea. Are there... Oh, Currently students from Syria studying in uh, in the DPRK.
1: No, there is none for uh, since the uh, year 2000 I think mm. there was no student coming, but now I tried uh, uh, My best now uh, Now Korea could agree. They, uh, they said that they can they might accept a couple of students uh, i mean, a few students like uh, that from from Syria. But, uh, we haven't uh, formalized this yet in agreement and we are working on it now in the past, what are the main
0: programs or, or courses that the Syrian students studied in uh, in North Korea?
1: Doctors, yeah, they studied. We have uh, I saw in the archives of the embassy, like students who studied here, uh, medicine and uh, agriculture, I don't know, agriculture, engineering and some... Do, do your own children go to school in uh, North Korea? Yes, they go to the Pyongyang, to, to the foreign school for foreigners. It's Korean school for diplomats. families. Ah. I mean, it's in English.
0: Oh, it's it's taught in English. Okay. And where do the teachers
1: come from? Teachers, Koreans,
0: all Korean teachers. Oh, wow. So there's an international school in Pyongyang where the teachers are Koreans, but they teach in English. Yes. That's very interesting. And how, how, do you, or how do your children find that experience?
1: Well, they like it. Uh, really. It's, it's good. And I tell you, the level is very advanced in mathematics, I tell you. The level is very good, really. And uh, comparing, I don't know if I just compare my generation, look at the mathematics. Uh, they are very advanced, really, I tell you in English
0: even. So they are Korean-produced textbooks but written in English for the international students?
1: Yes. Wow. Korean, yes. They are Korean-based, Korean yes.
0: Yeah. And do your children ever have a chance to, uh, for example, play sports against uh, North Korean children or uh, compete against them in other competitions?
1: No, they don't. Even Koreans, they don't hold this. They live this with, with among foreigners only. Recently, my children uh, did participated in a uh, little taekwondo mm-hmm. demonstration. and was... Uh, uh, my, my two children they were with other people from Nigeria from uh, Indonesia mm. and they uh, they did some uh, training and they showed, they made some little demonstrations but not with Koreans because you know the communication also is difficult, it's language issue. Although my children attended the first kindergarten they know little Koreans but they cannot live like, like they can't understand fully Koreans ah. with Koreans.
0: What's your view of uh, U.S. President Donald Trump and his current uh, diplomacy with the DPRK?
1: Really, I will tell you what I said at least uh, publicly in the meeting that uh, the Vice um, Foreign Minister, uh, Mrs. Uh, che sun hee when she held the meeting after Vietnam summit, mm-hmm. uh, with, uh, that was the last meeting, last meetings with the uh, heads of missions that she held. Because uh, our experience with the United, I said that this is normal that the U.S. will do that. I mean, it is a, uh, We we shouldn't believe. Of course, this is the reality. I'm not making a political statement here. We shouldn't believe the United States because the U.S. Uh, one day like this, one day like this. There is no integrity in the in the uh, what is in what the U.S. is doing because Donald Trump one day he does this and the other day he does uh, the contrary. We saw this in Syria. We saw this in many other places. So we said that this our uh experience is this uh, the the, uh, the U.S. was supposedly a uh, broker for peace when peace process started in Syria in 1990. Now well, the U.S. became peace breaker, not peace broker. Mm. And with here with Korea, I believe that our our view we put it, and I said that uh, this our belief that Pyongyang, it is Pyongyang that gave the opportunity to the U.S., not vice versa. It's Pyongyang that gave the opportunity for the U.S. Because we know we didn't, I didn't expect really Pyongyang to be with all this uh, previous before. The idea of meeting with, the United, States, with the United States, I would, did not expect Korea to to allow this to to happen or mm. to make to make it, because with the with the political you know uh, thinking, knowing political thinking of Korea for this long time with late President Kim Il Sung and Kim Jong Il and under President Marshal Kim Jong Un, but then when this. Uh, window uh, started to appear now with the Chinese, like let's say, Chinese uh, mediation with the, uh, Moon Jae-in, the South Korean president, and then when this the trend changed, so really I saw that I think Pyongyang changed this position and changed this path to allow this to happen. But the U.S., if the U.S. was really genuine about this, the U.S. is under test now, not, not DPRK, mm-hmm. honestly. This is I I see it this way. The U.S. of course is main, the, the, the not me the, the U.S. can do whatever they want, they can do whatever they want, but they should really respect the the will of the countries. Korea was living under sanctions for decades and uh, like the situation with Cuba, uh, same thing, uh, the Iran or Syria. So they should really respect the, the, the fact that uh, this uh, was allowed to, channel of communication was allowed to, uh, to take place. So they should really go into this path. And I think that uh, uh, the Trump, when he came to Pamunzom recently, it was only show off to, you know, to tread his foot on the big thing, a big deal. And I think, uh, of course, the imposition of sanctions is very easy, but removing sanctions is difficult. Now, Syria and the DPRK are often
0: criticised by international organisations like the United Nations or Amnesty International or Human Rights Watch for their records on human rights. Would you like to comment on that? Yes sure with pleasure,
1: of course you see there must be anything when you when, when if you are uh, whether it is amnesty whatever and uh, the the u n uh, when, when we talk about the u n of course the u n is represented by people countries uh, membership i mean membership of countries there must be honesty really in any charge so if things are taken on equal footing, then we accept it no problem first, there must be proof of uh, what uh, they are claiming the issue the story of the chemical uh, gas what that was used now this is this was uh, known of course in the media that it was those uh, the white helmets uh, which was uh, created and supported by the uk and the u.s Uh, it was known later they some elements from those uh, from them they spoke on uh, internet on youtube you can find it they spoke how they were they fabricated the thing that brought babies and they put them colors on their faces some people from them, we can find the records, no problem. I can, uh, later we can find this. We cannot take the claim as it is. A claim, okay, we are happy to work together if there is any uh, specific case. But it's not like any claim. Uh, this reminds of the claim that when the U.S. used to say, for example, that in Syria sent uh, people to fight on the borders with Iraq. And we asked them at that time, give us only one name. You are on the other side of the Syria border with the Iraqi border. And Syria, on an official top official level, said, we asked the American forces present in Iraq to give us the name of one individual who crossed the border to fight the Americans. There was never any name. So again, the same thing. Only a claim. A claim should be pursued, should be put under on the table, should be dealt with, and should be there. But, uh, claims, you can tell me anything, I'm ready to answer you. But I tell you, really, saving time. Many of the claims we can—it uh, is all on record, it is all on the, on the internet, known in the news. Many of the claims, and one of the claims, for example, this the Syrian baby that who was his father. They said that he was tortured. Then the father appeared on TV and he said this is not the terrorist. Uh, uh, the, they, they took that, but only also I tell you uh, on the other side, those same organizations—they don't say one single story about what's happening on the other side. This is why we don't take them seriously. When they talk that the, the Palestinian child whose head was chopped only because his father is, is in the Syrian army, nobody talked about this. So this is why when the, when the claim is only targeting like Syria, only for the sake of putting blame on Syria, it will not be taken seriously. Honestly, and and now, you feel that it's a similar case with North Korea? Yeah, we need to know what we are talking about. We cannot uh, make talk in general like it, you ask me, and then I tell you I don't know if there is a specific. Because okay. I know I would comment on it.
0: How do you spend your free time in uh, the DPRK?
1: I most of the time on the like internet, and then and then I, we sometimes we meet with the ambassadors. We like I said we attend functions. Mm-hmm. We were planning to go to Wonsan uh, next week or so and uh yeah and uh time goes like like with our we have some friends from other embassies we meet from time to time and uh it's every day is uh, it is routinely really we don't we go to the diplomatic club sometimes for functions mm-hmm. uh, for dinner there are we we explore places that we didn't know because pyongyang here in korea they don't they don't i don't know why they don't publicize for example uh now after like few years, I discovered that there is a place, good place, good restaurant we didn't know of before. Uh-huh. So they don't have a uh, facility of like uh, showing or telling where we have. You have to know about this from a colleague or yeah. a friend.
0: Yeah, maybe uh, you know after so many years in Pyongyang, you can kind of write a, a, a better guidebook to uh, people who are uh, living in Pyongyang, you know, what are the best restaurants to eat at, or the, the the right shop to go for the cheese or the L'Oreal soap or whatever it is.
1: I already have one in Arabic, Little little list in Arabic. <laughs> ah, you so
0: okay. I- when you go to uh, places like say Wonsan, for example, or Nampo, do you drive yourself or how do you get there?
1: Yeah, I drive. There is a driver. We have Syrian driver. Mm-hmm. Recently, I had Syria, but before, yes, I used to drive. I drive to. Uh, you know, see the problem is that roads outside some roads we suffer from these roads, and uh, maybe uh, some some uh, the some of the roads are good, and some of them are not good. So, uh, but when we go to Nampo, most of the road is good, really to Nampo. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, I drive. Yeah, I I, we like to go there. There is, uh, and uh, we see some. I see uh, uh, diplomats in There's only one place. uh, All diplomats go to that one place on the shore, in in Nampu. So uh, you you can't go to any place because you know we are not. Uh, allowed to go to every place. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, well, we're almost at the end of our time together. Do you have any final thoughts to share with us?
1: Really, uh, I want to thank, of course, NK News and uh, for uh, this and uh, to for the, for all the news. I I read. I I forgot to mention that I read NK News. Really ah, one you do. of do. <laughs> soul. of course. Yes, I really do. Yeah, and I wish. Uh, uh, of course, we wish that this uh, place here. Uh, we we wish really that although we. Although we don't trust, I just commenting on that recent meeting with uh, uh, with the Trump. Although we don't trust really the the the, uh, the uh, truthfulness or integrity of the U.S. policy, from experience we are not, we are saying that from experience. But really, we wish that things will improve, and we wish the U.S. will be this time after this at least recent like uh, meeting. We wish that they will do something, and uh, the main really the main test of the of uh, the, uh, the the uh, the uh, of the genuity of the US is uh, removing of not removing sanctions maybe we don't expect that to happen so soon because it needs security council resolution uh, because the sanctions which were done taken by the EU, by the United Nations they need the big five approval but we wish really if the US agrees of course to do this they should really show uh, this and we are uh, hopeful of this that's mm-hmm. the, the only thing i could think of
0: well, that's a good positive note to finish on. Thank you very much for your time today, Ambassador Suleiman. You've been very generous with your time.
1: Uh, my pleasure. Thank you very much, really. And I, we, uh, like, we, we thank, of course, NK News again for, uh, for this opportunity. Uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen,
0: for listening to this podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe to the NK News podcast and also consider buying a subscription to nknews.org, just like Ambassador Suleiman, where you can read the best and most up-to-date specialist journalism on all matters related to North Korea. You can save $50 on your first year's subscription by using the code podcast at the checkout. Our thanks, as always, to James Fretwell and Chad O'Carroll for facilitating this podcast and to Arius Dare, our post-recording producer genius who cuts out all the extraneous noises, awkward silences and so on. Costs involved in the production of this podcast were partially funded by the Uni Career Fund, for which we are extremely grateful. Thank you and listen again next time.